Welcome to the Code Life Podcast with me, Carl Beach, and my great mate. Hello, mate. Nathan Baggett. Hello, Yeah. So, me and Nathan, uh, we try and get a bit of quality time together. We do, mate. Because that's important, because all good ministry comes out of relationship, isn't it? We're actually best mates. Yeah, oh, So we collude together to, to advance the kingdom. And we come out tonight with a little bit of Chinese later. Well, fusion Japanese yeah, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otakudas. Yeah, yeah. And it is, we're in the middle of a bit of a storm. We're in Chesterfield. We're sitting outside. Uh, but we're undercover, but it is very windy and rainy, so apologies for the uh, poor sound quality. But we are using the Zoom H6. If any of you techies out there are interested, we use a device called a Zoom H6, and it's awesome. It's a decent bit of kit, isn't it? Yeah, man. It's amazing. I want to buy one, because I like the aesthetics. Yeah. But it'd be a bit extravagant. We'll use this one if you want. Well, I'm doing increasing amounts of uh, little... I do mean little minute videos, don't I? You do. I like them. Black and white them up, a little bit of grain. Yeah. A little bit of a, a thought. I like them. Yeah. That's on my Facebook page, if anyone's interested. And on YouTube. Yeah. I had at least 12 subscribers. Are you ever going to start the Red Beachy stuff again, or are you letting that die out? No, that is on there. Didn't know, but you're, uh, you had a, didn't you have an Instagram channel, Rev Beach? Oh, no, no, it's YouTube. YouTube, YouTube yeah. I'm going to do some more motorcycling podcasts, because yeah. I did think about selling the bike. I thought about giving up. But I've decided not to. And, um, Have you? I'm thinking about going to a blade. Oh, I've been looking. No, well, here's well, the yeah, thing. Let's talk blades. No, well, let's talk, let's talk bikes. Let's talk about so, bikes for a minute. What I think it is, naked, which in biking terms is a term for a, a sports bike that hasn't got a fairing. Yeah. Naked super sports. Uh, so BMW S1000R. Yeah. Looks or a Prilia Torodo. Nice. Very nice. Or the CB1000. Which isn't quite a naked super sports, but it's built beautifully. Don't don't um, Kawasaki do a nice naked bike? Like the MT-09 or they something? They do, yeah. No, that's like a Yamaha. Oh, oh, Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking of going naked super sports. Now, the question is, can you tour on a naked super sports? I think with me, with me rucksack. Yeah, yeah, easy. But you don't like riding with a rucksack. I did the last France trip with a rucksack. Oh, did you? Where? I've got this one, Krieger, it, it's got the hardest, you yeah. don't feel the weight of it. it, it establishes around your waist and over your shoulders, you don't actually feel the weight of your kit. Mm. And what I don't like about the back box, so I've got it on the VFI 800, it, it adds like a bit of a sail into the wind, you know? Wait, haven't you got the back box and the two panniers on the VFI Just 800? Just the back box. I thought you had all I've three. got the pannier mounts, but I haven't, got, I haven't bought them. Alright, oh, okay. In white, obviously, because the bike's white. Yeah, lovely. That's a nice bike, that vehicle. Do you want a bike? I nearly did, and I, I told you, you backed, I would. You backed off. I backed off. Why is that? Because my dream bike for so long. Ducati. No, it's the it's the Honda Fireblade, two thousand and eight. Ah, it's a nice bike. Two thousand and eight is my yeah. it's my year. It's my now, bike. Now I've lost a bit of weight. Two and a half stone. Two and a half stone. I reckon I fit a Fireblade quite nice. Easy. I did take the Fireblade black out. Um, I think it's too quick, mate. I think it's too quick. A 2008 bit detuned, is it? No, I mean, it's, it's had a little bit of work done to it. Most of them have in that year. But the thing is with motorbikes, it's like 2008, it's done 20,000 miles. It's nothing. It still looks mint. So let's talk about cars in that regard. Go on then. So I've got this lease Golf at the moment. Um, it's got to be coming up to an end now. It's, coming up, it's ending in March officially, but I've hit the mileage. Year. 
So I've secured oh, I you a 20 year old Toyota Celica. I knew you did that mileage, mate. That's the trouble with lease vehicles. They yeah. never give you enough miles. That's and right. they know that they know what they're doing. That's, That's right. why my golf went back. I just and I'm bored with the golf. It's, it's yeah, too good. It's yeah, got no character. Yeah. It's very clinical. Clinical. <laughs> and I'm thinking Toyota Celica. It's got a lovely patina on the leather seats where it's been worn out. What year? 2004? No, 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 Nathan. 2001. Oh, red. Red. VVTI. VVTI 1.8. Come on. It's got a cassette player in it. Oh, beautiful. No walks in. Oof. So I bought myself a little Bluetooth FM transmitter through sat now and a little mount. <laughs> <laughs> but what I've thought about doing is going cheap, retro, Japanese or German sports cars. Oh, mate, I'd so love it. Subaru Impreza. They're quite Nissan. expensive. The Nissan Skylines. What about oh. a Porsche Boxster S? Yeah. 20 years oh, old, 15 years old, yeah. five, six grand. Yeah. Servicing tyres, you've got to think that, that age, mm. you've got to start thinking. So what would you go for you and me? MX-5? Yeah. Well, the thing is for you. It's ain't a hairdresser's car. No, it's not anymore. It's not. But you've got to think, you're not... Having to ferry kids around anymore to oh, empty nested, schools mate. and empty nested, and your, your good lady's hardly ever going to be in the car with you. But even if she is, that's fine. Two seater. So you think? Oh, I think a two seater convertible, four months, five months of the year, you'd have the roof down. So you think an MX5? Absolutely. A good minute. I wouldn't bother with a Boxster. To be so I'm going to run this Celica for a bit. Yeah. I'm taking up to Aberdeen. See our CVM's camel. Scotland. Director. We've got some good stuff happening in Scotland this year. Talk about it's worth saying. What's so, that? so we got Ricky Bain. He's in Aberdeen. Absolute legend. We love Ricky and his wife Joanne. Ricky! Amazing stuff for CVM. Rick, and Aberdeen's a tough place to be working, mate. For yeah. the gospel. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's like one percent of the population go to church. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty. We've got to support tough, him, haven't we? Yeah. So we're supporting him. You're obviously going up soon, but I'm taking the Salika. It's the first long run, mate. I'm a bit nervous about that. Right. Have you got AA or IAC? Through me bank. Just make sure it's up to date. <laughs> I'm just saying. That bump, that puppy. Well, it's done 114,000 miles. That's what my car's done. Yeah. 2012. Yeah, but it's Japanese. It's not going to break, Wait, is go it? Go and go. Yeah. Unmodified. Unmodified. Hang on. So I'm thinking of chipping. <laughs> Hang on. We can get a chip. Hang on. Let's just backtrack a bit. Right. Ricky Bump. A great CVM ally, one of our awesome blokes in Scotland. So this year. We've got Wilderness 2020, yeah, which is pretty exciting. So, some some rather significant people have put some dosh in, yeah, and we're able to launch yeah. and be part of something in Scotland. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, man, it's seriously very cool. On on the borders of the Loch, and you've been there. What's it like, mate? Is it beautiful? So Steve this side is beautiful. Overlooks the Loch. Yeah. Loch Tay. Be- I mean, so the site actually looks over the Loch. And there's a load of land, there's yeah. cabins, yeah. you can camp or take a cabin on. Raymond for 500 blokes minimum. It's all the gathering stuff, but yeah. fusing it together with our mates at Wilderness, we've been running a fantastic event yeah. up in Scotland. So we're bringing the best of the Wilderness and the best of the gathering together. And uh, hopefully doing this amazing so event. good in May, May 15th. Yeah. 16th, no midges. 17th. Do you know, I haven't said, I haven't said this before, this is a, an exclusive. Mm. But we're obviously there for this event. That's mm. my birthday weekend. Get that out of town. It is. Do you know what my birthday time is? Go on. Landed, no. 
Is it really? On 48 it landed them. 17? No, it's a 19, but I'll be coming back on the 19. It's closer. We need to chat actually about hotels and anyway, that's another that's another. Yeah. Um We do like a nice hotel, <laughs> don't we? <man? laughs> well, hang on. If you cast Premier Inn as nice, that's yeah, pretty much that's where standard, I always stay. Oh, or you can get a good deal sometimes at a Mercure or a Holiday Inn. Mm. We don't go better than that, do we? I don't go less than Why that. Why do we not go better than that? Because well, we want to put is, money into ministry. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Go on, well, what were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah. You beat me to But Premier Inn's my top level. We don't, we're, we're lean on ourselves and generous to everyone else, right? I try to be. And you are. I think that's fair well, to say. No, I try. No, no, no. That's fair to say. I try to be, mm. and you are a generous bloke who I try to aspire to be. Like. Oh, too kind. Get another it's, pint. It's on, mate. <laughs> it's on audio recording. I've got to say. Mm. But um, so ten minutes of waffling. That's not bad. For <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, we were going to talk about stuff. It's in the news at the moment. Were we? No, we did that in last No, no we did talk about the Iran. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, obviously, it all kicked off. I, I actually thought we were going to war. Well, I said to Karen, be prepared for World War Three. Did you watch... Did you watch and she, and Trump's she got the up and turned over and back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Trump's address after... Iran had bombed the bases. What did you think of it? I watched it live. Do you know what? He was quite considerate, wasn't he? He, well... He took a step back. Yes, he did. And this is interesting. And I said this to Jenny, my wife. Because I watched it live on YouTube. Because everyone everyone hates Trump, mate. I don't personally hate Trump. I'm going to say that. Yeah. I don't hate Trump. Well, he does does what he says he's going to do. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I don't hate him. Mm. Uh, This is authentic. Well, there's lots of things about his character I don't like. Oh, terrible. Racist... uh, Abusive to women. Abusive, yeah, of course, all of that, you can't ignore. But some of the stuff he says, I think he came across as quite genuine. And he actually spoke on behalf of the Iranian people, like, we're not against you. We are against your leaders going for nuclear and funding terrorism. Okay, I can agree with some of that. Yeah. So I actually kind of saw a different side. So what do we think about this missile strike? Well... So, I spoke to my 12-year-old daughter about this, and I think this is one of the best ways to work this stuff out. Cause yeah, it, talk to the kids. Talk to the kids. I said to her, look, it's almost like in the, in the playground, in America is one kid, and he walked up to Iran and punched him in the face. Right? America's a big kid. Yeah? Big. big kid. Iran then had to do something. So Iran came back and punched America, punched the kid in the arm. Yeah? Yeah. It didn't show. No. Didn't make an impact. Didn't kill anyone. Didn't hurt anyone. Made some collateral damage in terms of buildings and, le- and infrastructure. But it was Iran's... They had to do something. They had to do something. So they punched him in the arm. And then it was back to America, the bigger kid, to say, what are you going to do about him now? And, and I they was, de-escalated. And they de-escalated. And that was exactly the right play, I think. Yeah. Because it didn't... Nobody it died. Really bad. It could have gone horrible, but nobody died. And I wonder, was that just Iran firing missiles, 22 ballistic missiles, and they all missed? No. Let's put I that think heat they, on again. I think they targeted <laughs> points where there was nobody there. 
Yeah. And and the US troops had enough time to get out of the way. They were basically, you know, it was a saving face. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then the pressure was on. America to say, oh, I'm this big leader, I'm going to do this, that, but he didn't. Mm. Now, they're going to impose sanctions. Yeah. But sanctions take time to kick in. He's yeah. basically saying, let's get around the table. Yeah. Isn't it? Hang on, mate. The thing is, in all the decades of, of presidents, none have stepped foot in North Korea as he did with Kim Jong un. That's quite something. Quite something. Isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that's by the by. The, the other thing is, I do think that. Um, anyway, I've lost my train of thought. Uh, so the Iran crisis, yeah. I, I was actually quite gripped. I thought it was a genuine speech. I did. And, and I don't like the way he speaks. I don't like a lot of what he says. And But I actually felt that that was quite a powerful, powerful speech in the wake of what yeah. was potentially And it's interesting, a isn't it, that no one comments when he does something better. Mm. They yeah. wait when he does something yeah. yeah. Now we're not going to be popular for saying this. But but we're not. We're not, we're we're not, not saying, saying we're pro Trump. Trump. No, no we're not, not at all. We're just discussing. Discussing it. Now, um, what about the assassination? Well, yeah. I mean, what what we've realised about America is, if they want to take you out, they'll take you out. Yeah. They're not messing about. They will drop a bomb on your head. Take a drone up. You're dead. Okay. If they want you out of the picture, you're out. You're out. They've got the power to do that. Absolutely. And and they'll turn around and say, if you come back and hurt us, we'll hurt you even more. Yeah. So And that's just the way their foreign policy works. Whatever is good for the interests of America. Okay. Well, it doesn't work for everyone, but... <laughs> so a little something going on here in the side <laughs> which just, is quite amusing. Just a little funny happening there. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to get too political with this podcast. We we need to no, and we're not pro Trump. Well, absolutely not. That. We're just we're just debating the uh, the options. But that guy did have yeah blood on his hands, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I sent you a message. Interestingly, when this happened. So what was his name? Uh, don't know. Complicated name. Hey, I'm gonna look it up. Give us a minute. This is how we do it. It's, it's, it's impulsive. Live, impulsive. Uh, uh, what do I need to search here? Iran. Uh, US. I can't remember his name. Uh, Soleimani? Uh, that sounds right. Is it Soleimani? I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, Kasim Soleimani. Right. Kasim Soleimani. Right. So they took out Kasim Soleimani. Now I sent Carl a message that night, or maybe the night after. I was like, mate, have you seen this? And it was a picture of thousands and thousands of people that came out and protested against the death of this guy who they classed as a martyr. Right? So in Iran, they're seeing this guy as a martyr. In the US, they're seeing this guy as a terrorist actively orchestrating the death of US citizens. Now we're not American. This is again objective, we're just talking about. It. And I sent you a picture of a guy who on his head he'd written hard revenge. That's what he'd written. Iranian guy. Who was one of the protesters. Yeah. And they had three days of national mourning. And I sent you a picture of Christ, Jesus, with a crown of thorns on, bleeding from his face. And I, it just really hit me. It was like look at the way a country has reacted 
to the death of a guy who is quite possibly, given all the evidence and the, and the wars and the a terrorist. He's a terrorist. In lots of yeah, I mean, but yet Jesus died on the cross, a criminal's death, and nothing. You get this small group of people that are mourning his death. A man who lived selfless, you know, completely selfless life, gave everything, loved people, healed people, acted with generosity, radical generosity and love. No one cares. Nothing. Nothing. Ignore it. But a terrorist, three days of national mourning. It was very, very interesting. Marked. Yeah. And that bothered me. That bothered me. And I sent you a message saying, mate, look at this. That bothers me. What did I say back? I'll tell you, I'll open the message right now, right now. Now, just a disclaimer, we're not being political here. No. We are discussing an issue, which is current, and this is what we do. Christian blokes with an issue. <laughs> we're not with an issue. We have a perspective on the issues. How far back was it? I'm just trying to look. I've sent you that Top Gun picture. You sent me there. We send each other a lot of... Uh, we rubbish. do. Oh, here you go. So I put, mate, look at this crazy world. That Iranian dude that was killed, it looks like he was a murderer himself. And people have him as a hero. And I put, yet for Jesus, who did no wrong and gave everything, his name is a curse word to millions. His name's a curse to millions. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Then you put, mate, at least the battle lines are becoming clearer. It's been confusing and blurry for too long. This stuff sharpens the front line. Yeah, Come and that's the thing. We've not been in a straight fight for a very long time. But I think we're in a season now where the gospel is going to become razor sharp. Razor sharp. And, um, what do you mean? Gospel is razor sharp. So you just know the need for mess. Christ. Yeah. And I think it beholds on us in this season to be absolutely clear about what we believe and what we stand for. And it ain't politics, it ain't Trump, it ain't Boris, it ain't Corbyn. Do you know what I get really frustrated about? I get frustrated about Christians bumping their gums on social media about politics and never mentioning the gospel. Mm. Mm. The only thing that's going to transform society is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. The only one who's going to turn like, weapons into plowshares is Christ. Mm. Unashamed. We're the, we're the Romans 116 guys, right? We're the unashamed, the unashamed of the gospel. Mm. That's what we've got to be putting out front and centre ahead of everything else. And the battle lines will become sharper when yeah. we do that. And there is yeah. a battle going on. People yeah. say, oh, you're talking too military. No, 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 no. We're talking about millions and millions, billions of people that are facing hell. Mm. The battle is not the Middle East. The battle is not Brexit. The battle is the gospel. For the soul of men and women. It is. That's where it's at. The only thing that will transform a person's life is the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Live, die, think, and rose again. Do you think we've given up hope though, in certain respects? When we look at... And when you look at social media, do you believe that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You look, look at stuff, you look at Iran, the whole nation. So, uh, we, don't think, do, we don't do politics right at CVM. No. But I'll tell you what I do do. I would vote for the political party that least inhibits the preaching of the gospel. Yeah? Yeah. So Green Party, is that? No. <laughs> they didn't even the pro-euthanasia, yeah. pro-this, pro-that. Mate, it's, I find it's so difficult to navigate at the moment. Not just, not just politically, but even in my own family. So I've got a girl, daughter who's nearly 13. 
and navigating stuff with her, not for her, but with her, is so challenging. So I sat down with both my girls for the election. They're 19 and 21. Mm. So I sat down with them both, and we talked through all the issues. They made their own decisions about who to vote for, and I was delighted with but their decisions. informed decision. But I was delighted with their decisions. <laughs> but, but, but and you they're both very gospel central decisions. Yeah, yeah. But active in helping them think. Active. So they voted Boris, yeah? Can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both gospel girls. Yeah. What I was impressed with with Boris was. Um, his, uh, which again got derided and no one mentioned this he stood up in his Christmas speech for yeah. persecuted Christians yeah. and defended the Christian faith yeah. and all my left wing friends on um, Twitter and I would say I tend towards helping the poor yeah. so make your own mind up on that yeah. um, but no one commented on Boris's speech about defending Christianity because we get blinkered by yeah. our political views get blinkered by your gospel views yeah yeah it's interesting so look we're coming into 21 minutes of waffle. Are we already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did that work? Let's land it. Let's land it with something practical. How do we help blokes listening to this navigate this landscape? Because, mate, it is so complex. Well, I believe in personal freedom and the gospel is the only force that will transform lives. Vote for the political party yeah. in the future that will most defend the cause of Christ and keep your freedom to choose. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you've got... Don't matter if it's Labour. No, no, that's right. Who is going to defend the poor yeah. and keep the cause of Christ front and central? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good summary, mate. It's difficult, because in this last election, it's so difficult to know who to vote for. And well, a lot of people support their ballot papers. Lot of well, yeah, and, it, and, and lots of people voted on who they felt was the best leader. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Rather than the policies and what they well, stood for. One controversial thought is whether you know whether you voted Boris or not, and I suspect a lot of people didn't who were listening. Sometimes there there happens in history a time of confusion and pain and turmoil. And you need a leader who's gonna take the pain, not worry about what people think. Whether they're fueled by personal ambition or whatever, fine. Yeah who will actually lead the people through. And Churchill did that. Well, we've talked about this extensively before, off, off recording, but Churchill's life was in a mess. Marriage, kids. Personal behaviour. Yeah, slow hand clapped in Parliament. Like, he yeah. wasn't respected at the start. Yeah, but if he hadn't led, we would have capitulated to Nazi Germany. Yeah. He was a man for the moment. Ooh. And then he was done. And then he was done. And maybe you just need a leader who will take a nation through a maybe. crisis. Maybe. You're going to run for Prime Minister one day, mate? Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm no politician, I'm a gospel guy. I'm <laughs> yeah. too controversial. <laughs> so we're not saying Boris, we're not saying Corbyn, we're no. not saying Trump, not we're not saying assassinations are right. No, what we're saying is. Talk about it. Talk about it. What are you thinking? But is your motive driven by Christ yeah, and the cause of the gospel? There you go. Or some socio-economic cause, yeah. which could be wrapped into Christ. But yeah. ultimately, the nation will change when the nation's on its knees for Jesus. Then you need freedom to be able to do that. And we're hoping, as a movement, that we see thousands and thousands of men get on their knees to the greatest captain, master, commander ever existed is Jesus Christ 
and the day that that's restricted, do you know what? The day that the cause of Christ is restricted and becomes illegal, that's the day I start breaking the law. Renegade. Until then. Some will argue for the sovereignty of Christ. Some will say, well, it's okay because God's sovereign and he works his yeah, thing. Funny how he way. uses us, though, isn't it? Mm. He has tied himself to us. Yes, you know, he has. He chooses to work I through work us. through my church. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, I have um, my family are Hungarian Jews going back. And um, Did you know my DNA is 15% Viking? I reckon mine must be. I need to check it out. If you're from Essex, though, you will be. But all this anti-Semitism stuff. Yeah. We've we got we to make noise about that kind of thing. Yeah. I think. As, as individuals, as a church, as a... Yeah. We're not political, but we will defend the cause of Christ. Yeah. And freedom for religious belief. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Heavy. <laughs> But Controversial, not, but maybe. Not. Yeah, we're just we're just talking about issues. We've not we've actually skirted quite well there, mate. I think yeah, that's not bad. Got away with that. Should we go and get a Chinese? Yeah, let's go. Thanks for listening. See you later.